everyone. It's April, and here we are, the last part of July. Nice and hot here in California. Um, we're in the high 90s. Thankfully not in, you know, like 110, like we've had some years. But it is hot, and air conditioners are working overtime. My puppies are parked in front of the air conditioner. Um, they do not like to be hot. And... The tortoises are even not liking the heat so much. They're hiding. They, we make them little things called hides, H-I-D-E-S. And it's like a covered area that's darker, that's dug down a little bit so that they feel like they're burrowing. And they're not coming out of there um, because they burrowed down a little bit to get away from the heat. And it kind of smacks into what I thought was going on. I thought that um, they liked the heat. And apparently they do until it hits like 100. <laughs> then, they, then they hide from it. So they're all out there. I've been hosing them down every day so they can get cool. I've made them a little pond to be in, and they go, and they go into it and enjoy themselves. So everybody's fighting the heat in their own way. Um, cats just go to sleep. But my three little dogs, man, they're, they're suffering. That's what they want everyone to know. Because when it gets hot, they can't stand it. But I have to tell you, my world is perfect. My world right now with my animals and everybody's here, everybody's safe, all of it's good. Um, I am just, I, I tell everybody I'm in puppy bliss because I have them. And they're right here and they're participating and it's it's wonderful. So I would suggest if any of you have any extra time, extra money, stuff like that, you should go adopt a dog um, to be able to, you know, get somebody off the street, get somebody in a good place. I think it would be a really good thing to do. So, anyways, Tony, you're here today. Woohoo! Um, um, how is everybody? What did you say? Oh, you said, how is everybody? Oh. Everybody's great. Um, took Alex in for a follow-up this morning on his stitches. Um, he's good. Everything's healed. Why did he but have stitches? Because Rachel, my niece, was trimming him, and I bought new scissors. I bought sheep shears, and they're really sharp and long and pointed. And she just kind of nipped him at the top of the thigh where there's that loose skin. Oh, no. So, so he needed stitches. Mm. Yeah. So anyway. I'm sure he's milking uh, that one. <laughs> sure he was milking, milking that it. Sympathy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, he's, you he's know. damaged and injured. Oh, I know. The poor baby. But he's doing good, and it's all fine now, and um, it's hot here. Maine is never this hot. Wow. Is it humid? Yeah. Oh, that, that's the part humid. that sucks, is the humid. The humidity Very is just humid. killer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I grew up oh, in Michigan. That. It was always 100 degrees in August with 100% humidity. That's what August oh, yeah. was. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, you know, I'm wow. just counting the days until Christmas. I think there's only 150 more days. But I'm counting. Oh, I can't wait. I'm loving Christmas. <laughs> I'm, I love Christmas. 
Oh, I do too. I want the cold weather. You know, oh. it was too much. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you I remember do. those days. You remember those I remember days. those days. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I know. I know. So, so anyway, yeah. everybody's puppies and kitty cats are all good. Uh, you know, the world to, to me, the world is perfect if my animals are perfect. And right. all the rest of the junk that goes on, I'm just ignoring it because I'm petting my dog right now. That that that's my, that's my new mode. I'm petting my dog. Don't bother me. Turn that TV off. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I, turn turn the radio on. I don't want to hear that. But I do want to hear my exactly. dog. Exactly. Right. So, right. Yes, and I think I everybody it. should get puppy bliss and puppy fever and kitty fever to calm the anxiety <laughs> that is prevailing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. See, they agree. They agree. Everybody should get a puppy. They do agree. They do agree. Oh, boy. Okay. So, anyways, I'm going to go get Veronica. And All right. And please say hello to our audience today. I sure will. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. And right now I have a dog on the table and two dogs around my feet and a cat sitting across the room looking at me. Anyway, um, we've got great questions, and I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com, and that's I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, Yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Don. I have dreams where I'm doing things I've never done in this life. Where do our dreams come from? Are they from our past lives? Well, the dreams are kind of like a filing cabinet of information. Um, a lot of your past lives and past experiences are stored there. And also things that from this particular lifetime, they're stored in that dream state so that you can access them. And if you go into meditation and access, then you can, a lot of times you can see those past lives. You can feel the energy of it. And the dreams are like the filing cabinet. So any kind of experience or participation you may have had is all stored there. And we think sometimes naturally the dream state comes and people naturally feel and participate in these energies. However, sometimes you have to be a little bit more explicit about it, maybe make the request before you go to sleep at night to say, look, I'd like to see some of this stuff because it is something that can be very helpful to you as you go about your day in the linear. A lot of times you're able to move into past lives in first-person kind of moment. You can be there. You can actually be there and have the perspective in the dream state, which wouldn't be available on a past life run. A past life run is more outside looking in at it like a movie, whereas in the dream state you become part of the movie, which is sometimes a very exciting thing. So we would say do not dismiss your dreams. Do not feel like, you know, you have to explain them or, you know, are they valid? Do I believe this? Is is it nonsense or is this true? And we say your dreams are pretty truthful. Now, if you're having a bad dream, it might be from a past life that didn't go well that you're trying to work out. 
work out a, you know, a, a path that you can get out of the negativity of it. Maybe you didn't have time in the life you were in to be able to do that. So the dream state offers so much, and we would encourage all of you to keep a dream journal, go into your dreams like a filing cabinet, and find these experiences that you've had. It will be helpful to you, and it is a great resource for all those who are human. Okay, our next question is coming from Michael. I have recently read in a compendium, say that word, Veronica, compendium. Compendium, compendium. Compendium of various mediums' interactions with the energy known as Jesus. It is said that he did not die on the cross, but entered in his self-imposed death, like state later being spirited away to a cave for healing. Is there truth to this? The life of Jesus is something that scholars have been looking at for a very long time. To take into consideration that Jesus also had parallel lives. And in parallel lives, you make different choices, different things happen. There is a reality where Jesus did die on the cross, but there's also a reality where he went into a coma and was revived. There's also a reality where he went into the coma but did not survive. I mean, there's at least 15 different parallel lives around that, that all of them are valid. Depends on what perspective you're looking at from it. And... It wasn't really a self-imposed death-like state. It was a coma. And that's not something that's usually imposed. Sometimes comas are induced now in more medical terms to give people the chance to heal themselves. He did go into a coma in one of those realities and survived. And the resurrection in one of those realities was him waking up from that. So there's at least 15 different scenarios, which we won't go into each one of them you know, individually. But you have to remember that when you come into physical reality, the ability to have parallel lives is available to anybody who makes that journey. And Jesus was somebody who made that journey. So there is confusing moments around this because a lot of people don't adhere or even think about parallel lives. They just want, they're in the linear and they want one definition, point A to point B, and that's it. But Living, incarnating, dying, all of that's very multiple in a lot of ways. So the parallel lives make up for all of the different stories that you're hearing about. They all happened, but in a parallel life kind of way, and that's what's being brought to the table. Jesus came in. That is a fact. In most of the parallel lives, he did die on the cross, but in a lot of them, he didn't. So start thinking about your linear existence as being a bit more formidable than you thought. It's not just point A to point B, like you're led to believe, and that you participate, and you're all conditioned to think that way. But at the end of the day, there's lots of multiplicity. There's lots of parallel lives, and sometimes they bleed through, and then a medium or other psychic person will pick up on it and say, oh, well, this is what happened. But what they're picking up on oftentimes is a parallel life. 
So we want you all to think about that a little bit. And if you have more questions, please ask. <clears throat> all right. Our next question is coming from Trevor. Do the mediums we see on TV really connect with the other side? Yes, they do. Now, they're just like in any other participation, there are those who are really good at something, those who are fair at something, and some who really are poor at what they do. Usually in your linear reality, the ones that make it on to, what is that, television, usually have some sort of repertoire and standing where they have talked to people who are confirming what they're telling them because it's, oh, yeah, that's what my mother did. Yeah, that's what my mother said. There is some that don't do well with it, just like in any participation. But the majority of them, especially the ones quote on TV, usually have some sort of following that allows them to get to where they're at. We think anyone who participates in mediumship is sincere. There are those who come in and just want to be of service, want to be of help. And you live in a time frame where everything is kind of altering a little bit. And why not consider the fact that you've had multiple lives and that there's many energies that would like to come and talk back to those who are still in the linear. So it isn't limited just to TV either. There are those that are wonderful, fair, and poor in all phases of it, whether it's just in person or it's somebody sitting in their yard talking about it. But the majority of them are real. The majority of them do make that connection. And we think it's important to at least, while you're in the linear reality and you wish to connect to grandma that passed away, to at least give it a shot. Because maybe grandma is really working hard to make that connection, to get to that medium so that she can, she can say, hey, I love you, or some other tidbit. Those on the other side are real. Mediums are real. Some are better than others. But all, we think, should take the opportunity to reconnect to those who they feel they've lost in the linear, but haven't lost them in the eternal, which is always a beautiful thing to participate with. So, yes, there's good, fair, and poor in any career. And the same holds true for mediums. All right, our next question is coming from, let's see, Jeff. Speaking of parallel lives, how many parallel lives does a person typically have, and how is that number chosen? Well, we'd say the average parallel life goes anywhere from 5 to 25. Um, it's difficult to have more than that because then it becomes a little bit cumbersome energetically. The number is not chosen. The number is decided upon by how complex um, the life is. And maybe in the complexity, it has maybe 20 parallel lives where someone else has something that's a little bit less complex and maybe only have five or six. It's not chosen. It's determined by the life you're living and how complex it is. That's how it is determined. But parallel lives can range anywhere from five to 25, and sometimes maybe more, just depending upon the individual. 
There is no standardization here. It's very unique unto the person or the soul. That was our last question, Veronica. If you want to take a break and come back and give a message to the world, that would be great. Sure. Okay. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. Interesting questions, as always. And I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. Don't be shy. And we'll try to get your question on the air. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, Yes, we are. So, time to give the message. Here we are. Why not today decide to be happy? Why not today find only the good things? Why not today decide that the negativity that's running rampant through your life, that you take a break from it? It may mean you need to go take a drive. We mean you go take a walk. Sometimes circular action creates negativity and then you get caught in it and suddenly you're drowning in it. You are more powerful than you think. Decide that you're going to set aside the negativity, take a break from it, and create something positive. Choose to be happy. Find one thing every day to be happy about. Now, we realize some of you feel like you're in a bottomless pit of negativity and you say, oh, easier said than done, Veronica. We say, make it easy to do it by deciding you're going to. By deciding to find one thing that makes you happy. Nurture yourself and give yourself the breaks when needed. Physical reality is not easy. Therefore, you must be kind to yourself. If you're not making the progress you wish to make, don't get negative with yourself and say, what's wrong with you? Get, be kind to yourself and say, what's wrong with you? What, are you okay? Accusatory kind of way, but in a nurturing, empathetic kind of way. Treat yourself with the same empathy that you would treat anybody else. And sometimes it's just too much. Sometimes the day gets away from you and you can't choose to be happy. So start every day taking these little baby steps towards happiness. It may mean you need to leave a job or you may need to leave a relationship or you may need to decide to nurture yourself biologically so that you ultimately feel better in your skin. The message here is to take care of yourself. The message here is to create happiness, however you need to do that. And sometimes it means to cut things away, and sometimes it means to draw things to you. You have to think about it and make the proper decisions. But you're not a victim. Decide that you are in control. Leave things that don't work for you. Embrace things that do. And find that little morsel of happiness and build on it. It can be a little little pebble. The next week you're going to add another pebble, and the next Tuesday you're going to add another pebble, and suddenly you've got a pile of pebbles that are happy. And that will create a better circumstance for you. No, we're not saying it's going to happen like a miracle. There's work involved. But choosing to be happy is a choice. 
And sometimes that means, you know, tearing something away or adding something to it. But start nurturing yourself. And be just as important as everybody around you. Don't put yourself in last place. Decide that you're going to take care of yourself just as much as you take care of everybody else. And see what happens. Try to make the choice to be happy. Just do it. Well, that was a wonderful message, and um, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you to, oh, next week, not tomorrow, um, with more questions, and again, right into Inner Whispers Radio. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.